Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Sweet friends, so excited to be chatting with you about change. This is titled, Why I Can't Change. And you guys, I'm just going to be honest. I love talking about change. And I know it's rather peculiar, but it's something that I have often considered first in my role, you know, in graduate school in in behaviorism and behavior change. And really, really looking at in my own life, sure, I can understand these concepts intellectually or cognitively, but how do I actually apply them? Because let's be honest, I really hate experiencing change myself. Like transitions would come and I'd get so nervous and so overwhelmed and think this is so hard. And right, all the messages that came up was what my brain was telling me, this is too hard. Um, So I want you to know that I speak about change because I can speak about it. But when I'm experiencing it, I have had to learn. I've had to coach myself. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching it, about discussing it with you all, because change is frankly hard, sweet friends. But we can choose what we think about it. We can choose what we make it mean. We can choose all of the things. And I've really, I'm going to just let you know that there is a lot of self-created fear around change. And society, right? We're experiencing one of the biggest changes in, in the history of all that we've known for us living right now with COVID. And and our society is creating more fear on top of our own fear. So we're we're getting fear all around us. And really, I I said this at the beginning of this pandemic, like I got you covered, folks. I went through this fear when I went through my own health crisis and my life was turned upside down, I'm like, I got this. And, and now I, I found freedom in, in the experience and the processing of change because I know what my brain's going to do and I can talk my and coach my way through it. And like, I love to talk about how to do it. I want to teach you. And like, we're going to just we're going to talk about the fear. We're going to talk about ways that we are holding ourselves back, why we can't change. And and here's the deal. So many people come to me and they're, they want change, right? I'm a coach. And not only that, I'm a cognitive behavioral coach who was in the world of, you know, you guys in graduate school. I learned about behavior change. So I want you to know, like, I am, my approach is vastly different. I've heard the big names speak about thoughts and emotions and and behaviors and actions, Uh, the big psychologists. So like my orientation to behavior change and why you can't change is different than some of the other coaches out there that maybe just work on mindset or maybe don't see the full picture. And I'm also different than the therapists out there that deal in the thoughts and emotions and sometimes overlook 
the action and results that we take in our life. So um, people come to me and they're like, I've tried everything and I know what to do and yet I cannot apply it. And I'm like, oh, sweet friends, I get you. I got this. We can cognitively understand it. But when we go to live it, to experience it, to get through it, we're like, ah, what is happening? And I want you to listen to me. Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing. You just haven't had all the pieces together at once. And I, I hope to be able to do that today. You know that if you want coaching around this, I'm offering right now the Feel Better sessions. It's free, 30 minutes with me, and I'll teach I'll tell you how to feel better now. I know that like, seems dramatic, but it's not. Like, done. Because here's the deal. If you're ready to feel better, you're ready to change. You have to change to feel better. You're sick of the overwhelm, the, oh, the things that are coming up for you. So we're going to help you do that. We're going to get you through that. But that's by, besides the point. I don't know why I got off on that tangent. Okay, we're going to talk about why it's so darn hard to change right now and how to navigate change. And this is change of any kind. So whether it's like learning to drop patterns that don't serve you, learning to start a new exercise routine, a food routine, learning to uh, not procrastinate, learning to adjust to life after a death of a loved one, this is for you. Please listen to me. I'm going to give you three steps to help you navigate change. And let's be clear here. Most of you know that these are unscripted. So I don't know if there are three steps. I Yeah, there are three steps, I think, but we're just going to go with it. I said three. We'll see what, what comes out on the other side, right? And um, okay, so uh, I've you guys know background, right? Coached hundreds of individuals and organizations and businesses through all kinds of change. There's change management. And in doing so, I've been able to identify some real patterns um, in the way people approach change that either help them process more, um, help them understand the process, and and to make it more or less painful for them. And that's what I want to share with you today. So I, before we get started, want to ask you what you think about change right now. What is it that you are telling yourself about how you have changed in the past, how easy, how hard it's been, what it makes change challenging for you? I want you to think about that. You guys know, and we're going to get into this, about what your brains do on change, but I want you to see what you're telling yourself as it relates to your ability to change or others' ability. But let's really reflect on the thoughts and the messages we picked up over time about who we are in response to change. Okay, so I want to say this. I want you to understand that change is hard. When we are presented with change, of any kind, our brains panic. It doesn't matter what. We resist change. We fight back hardcore pretty much. And we're like, yeah, not on my watch. And I want you to understand that. 
I often think that people don't expect that change will be hard. They have this notion that if they just do the right thing, that all of a sudden it will be easy. Change is uncomfortable. Change requires us to step outside of those well-worn paths in our brain, right? The pathways, the neural pathways. We know intellectually the change is unavoidable and necessary in life. But when we go to do it, uh, we're like, what's happening? My brain is panicking towards this. Change usually makes us feel anywhere from nervous to completely terrified. So, and if this sounds familiar to you, if you are like, yes, my brain panics at the thought of change, you are not alone. I think we're all kind of got forced into change with COVID, but we're learning, but some of us are still fighting it. Some of us are still overwhelmed. And the good news is that change is a vital part of our life a vital part of growing. And without it, we'd be stuck in the same place. So I want to teach you how to get really good at change. We have to be able to change to leave our comfort zone. Or maybe I should, we have to be able to leave our comfort zone to change. And we know that all of this is a natural and unavoidable part of our lives. So we just got to work it out. Very little of what happens to us is certain. Nothing is certain, I should say. No, you know, you're going to be born and you're going to die. Okay. And so, um, you know, things can change, things can evolve. And what happens when you're like, not on my watch? Not on my watch is this going to happen? You fight. As my professor said, you can fight against reality but you will lose 100% of the time for your situation. And, And that's what we need to understand in this. So I want you to look at, and, and I, I could go through like, you know, stages of change. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I I just want to tell you like what happens to your brain on change. And I want to talk to you about your brain. You know, my favorite hand model of the brain. What would I be without Dr. Daniel Siegel's introduction of this resource in my life? Um, I, uh, well, I'm just forever grateful for those that came before me. But anyway, so we know that there's that primitive part of our brain here at the brain stem and um, and up here a little bit. And here's our brain. Oh, for those of you listening on the podcast, make a fist with your hand, um, your knuckles, the the front part of your knuckles. I am so sometimes challenged when it comes to descriptions, but those are, that's your prefrontal cortex. So we're going to talk about that here um, at our wrist and palm area um, is our um, really uh, the primitive parts of our brain that are what? designed to keep us safe, save us from danger, um, like alert us to things that it helps us, like all, all those hormones that we need to kick in cortisol when we need to run from lions and tigers of bears, oh my, it signals to us. And, and, and then we have that beautiful prefrontal cortex that's in charge of 11 skill areas. And um, we will talk about that the way that works in change as well. 
So when you go to change, the primitive part of your brain is going to be like, what is happening? We're supposed to just stick to the status quo. We're supposed to use the least amount of cognitive energy as possible because here's the deal. We always have to be scanning the environment to look for danger. And most of us do not live with bears. You know, Theo's always waiting for a bear to pop out at him and be like, here I am. I'm a bear. I'm here to scare you, Theo. I, but he's not afraid of anything else. I want you to see what those bears are that are always scanning your environment for danger. And here's the deal. Sometimes our, our, the systems that are scanning to keep us safe get confused, get uh, some error messages. So we start thinking that everything is unsafe, that change is unsafe. And we need to really understand that we have this great prefrontal cortex that helps us control our emotional experience. Emotions lie, um, if you've done a, a, a fist and you've put your thumb in underneath your four um, fingers, we um, that thumb represents the emotional control center of your brain. And so that that is gonna control your emotions. You need to really understand also your prefrontal cortex helps with metacognition, thinking about your thinking. So you're able to say, oh, I see that thought that was given to me my, by my primitive brain. It's not actually helpful. I'm not going to take action on that because that is not something I really need to fear. So I want you to see that your sweet brain will, will sometimes work against you and give you false messages, false, false error message. You know how you go on your car. Am I the only one that used to do this back in the olden days? Um, and my panic button on my car was somehow just, just mixed in with everything. And I would uh, always accidentally hit it. And my panic alarm would go off on my car and scare me, scare everybody around me, like as I'm trying to unlock it. So I want you to see that sometimes your panic button is just extra sensitive. And when you go to change, let's be honest, your brain is going to say, that primitive part of your brain is going to say, not on my watch, I'm going <gasps> to panic here. And if you don't know that ahead of time, you're going to shut down. You're going to shut it all down. You're going those messages of the primitive brain are going to be so overwhelming that you won't be able to manage. I mean, you will be able to manage, but just we're just going with this here. And so that is essentially why we stop. I mean, I have more things to talk about here. Um, and and I want to you to also understand that our brains love autopilot for everything. So when we are asking our brain, our prefrontal cortex, to think about our thinking, to do emotional control, to be in charge of planning and prioritization of this new thing that we want to do, this new change, this new something that's come up that we want to start a new exercise routine, 
we're going to have to use so much of that prefrontal cortex control. And frankly, it's going to wear you out. You're going to get cognitive fatigue. Our brains want autopilot. That's why I love a good habit, right, friends? Like habits are so helpful. They are so necessary to our experience of life. But that's, we're going to get, that's next week is habits. And all I have to say about habits, but what we're understanding about change is the brain likes autopilot and we fatigue it by having to use our prefrontal cortex all the time to what? Organize this new, whatever we're doing, this new thing that we're starting. Um, And it's a lot of energy to do. And so So we're understanding that it takes so much effort to change. It takes, and we're like, we're just going to willpower change. We're just going to self-discipline change. Well, we don't understand that we have to build new neuropathways. And the more we understand the brain, the easier it is to to wire in those neuropathways and do neuropathways. and to change. And I love, I, I just, we're just learning new ways of being. And here's the deal. I, I should say this. I didn't say this. I probably should have said it. For those of you who might be entirely new to my approach, I studied, studied behavior modification in grad school for Pete's sake. So like, I get this at a deep level. However, People study this for their whole careers and they themselves cannot change. I want you to know that there is a fundamental piece that I want to teach you. Like I had all this theoretical information, tried so many diets, tried so many exercise programs. I just wanted myself to follow a schedule, right? How hard could it be or organize my house for Pete's sake? We all just want a change of some kind. And like I, my favorite was um, I, someone was like, I just, I bought a new schedule to follow. And I was like, I love you for that because do you know how many schedules I've purchased over? And like, why are we purchasing schedules? Not theoretical, right? We're purchasing like, this is what you do and this is how you clean and these are the days you clean. Done all of that. And here's the deal, never changes. What we have to understand is what drives behavior change. What drives our actions? It's really our thoughts and emotions drive the action we take. So if we are trying to change just our action, it will not last. That's why you've been like, I'm so committed to doing this. And you have not addressed the reasons. You have not created an unshakable commitment in your brain, sweet friends. And so your brain doesn't know what's what's going on. And it, it, it sabotages you. It resists the change. And that stops now. Okay, that sounded very like that stops now. I meant it to be kinder. So, so I want us to 
to first, we're just going to be super kind to ourselves. You have not known what to do to contend with your own very smart, very crafty brain and the resistance that comes up when you go to change. So I want you to be extra kind to yourself. Okay, so I let's talk about what is it that will make it easier for us to all change? Like, let's bottom line this. How many minutes am I in this? Like 17. I've got 17 more hours to go. Um, we know that we have to see the entire picture. Um, and for those of you that are watching, we know that, okay, well, you can't really see that. It's a little bright up here. Never mind. We know that I teach the tear process. It's a cognitive behavioral model. Our thoughts <laughs> create emotion, emotions, which drive the action we take, which that action creates results. Now, let's be clear here. You can't, our thoughts really drive our results. Our emotions really drive our results. Our actions really drive our results. And what happens in this equation is that people don't understand the cognitive behavioral piece, the interplay of cognition, thoughts, and emotions, and actions, behavioral. And so they decide that they're going to just change their behavior and not look at their emotion. And here, I know, I know, I'm so, you guys must think, those of you that listen to this podcast often are like, I'm really, can she ever stop talking about her thoughts and emotions? No, I can't. I'm so sorry. But what we want to do is we want to immediately create new neural pathways that serve us. We want to be efficient about the things we do. And I want you to think about this. Like we understand the way behavior change and, and, and really about how to use the least amount of energy. But we, but we, when we want to change, we have to understand that change is a long-term commitment towards something new. And, and in the short term, your primitive brain, the way our brains are wired, will want to derail the action you take with thoughts that do not serve you, thoughts that are not helpful. You guys, I love to talk about this. Um, I would thought I was so crafty. I'm sure it exists somewhere. And I have, and it'll be available in my Etsy store, long-term over short-term. If your thoughts are not focused, if your emotions are not, if you are not committed to the long-term efforts, change is going to be super hard because you will constantly, you know, we are seeking that primitive brain seeking pleasure. So we're constantly looking for ways for pleasure. We're looking for those dopamine hits by picking up our phone, by, by doing something that's super easy for us. And that's not hard. So I, I offer this to you all. 
that you can choose long-term gain, long-term goals. And this is what we do when we decide in our brains, when we've learned how to focus on that, we change. If you look at your brain, you understand that there's going to be effort. Your brain's not going to want to change. Not because you're not good enough, not because you don't want to improve, not because you don't want to be better or you don't want to feel better now, just because the way it was designed, it likes to be efficient. It's not your fault. And you can understand this and know, like, let's say that you want to start eating healthy. You have an autoimmune condition <laughs> and you know that you need to start eating food that fuels you. You need to cut out sugar. You need to do all of the things. And you're like, okay, I'm going to white knuckle this, do this. And then by the end of the day, you find yourself shoving food in, in that isn't helpful to you. Oh, just me or you're tired. And you, sh because you aren't understanding, you have fatigued your free prefrontal cortex, right? By the end of the day, you're just like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And really, you, you have some brain fatigue, not your fault. And I know what you're saying. Like, give me the formula, please, sweet, sweet friends. And I'm, I, I want you to hear this. It's nothing new. It's things I've taught you again and again. But the first thing you have to do is be aware. Pay attention, right? We say it. You have to name it. If you are not recognizing where your brain is having the errors, where you're giving in to the urge for the short-term pleasure of your primitive brain and not committed to the long-term goal of change, the change you want, it's going to be really darn hard to change your behavior in the moment by moment. I always tell my clients, like, I'm with you. 50 minutes out of the week. It's going to be really hard for you if you are not super clear about what is happening when you are the one who needs to be honest. You are the one who needs to find the thoughts and emotions. And I can help you do that because here's the deal. Our brain will lie to us. Our brain will be like, ah. but so we're looking at that. We're looking at the way the things, the ways our brain is on autopilot or the the way in which our brain is on autopilot now that's not helpful how how it is helpful and um oftentimes people are don't want to see pay attention to what they're doing wrong and really we're just being honest with ourselves we're looking at what habits we have that we like how do we change what thoughts are we using to fuel that change and we have to decide. We have to decide. What we do is put it in the tear process. You look at it. You understand it. You're going to be so crystal clear that you are committed to new action, new patterns of action, new habits. But this comes from your thoughts and emotions. So you're going to understand how to do this work and you're going to get super good at it. You're going to get super good at change and you're going to force yourself to step outside of your comfort zone to practice change every day. 
and you're going to be so focused on what you need to do to, to, to be crystal clear. And here's what happens sometimes. I watch it. When we're like, clients are like, they, they are creating new neural pathways and right, synaptic pruning. We need to let go of old neural pathways and there's this cognitive dissonance, right? And where there's, there's just this uncomfortableness because we're trying to let go of one, create new, and, and it requires so much effort. Or I often speak about it without the, the brain terms, like you're on the edge of the cliff and you're so close to like that long-term change, but you're on the edge of the cliff, you panic and you turn around and walk back instead of walking over the bridge that you create, oftentimes with the support of someone who knows and understands behavior change, but you're not like turning around and going back. Oftentimes it gets, you know, gets really scary right when you're about to create that new habit. Your brain will sabotage. I want you to understand. I want you to stay committed to the long term, to the change that you want. I want this for you. Um, I know it's possible. And so I, I, I said that I would give you, right? I said three reasons. Did I say three reasons? I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. Um, that you, that change is going to happen for you. And, and, and uh, th three ways that we can, is that we can navigate change. First is to be super kind and name it. Name why you aren't changing now. Name the thoughts and emotions that are stopping you from taking that new long-term action. You're not going to mess around with this. You're going to acknowledge all that is happening. Second, you're going to name what you want. And like, you're going to name it in such a way that it's a commitment. And I, I teach about commitments and you can go back to um, the podcast that talks about commitments. I'll also reteach that. You're going to say, I'm 100% committed to fill in the blank. It's the first step. I care about this because fill in the blank. And so you are going to be so laser focused on that. Step two. That step three you're going to choose the long-term moment by moment. You're going to feel those short-term urges. You're going to be like, yeah, there it is again. I choose something new. I choose the change. I am the change. I can do this. And you're going to use those anchor thoughts. I can do this. Change is my choice. What do we do? When we decide that something is our choice, we commit. Because here's, we also know that so many of us are rebellious people. I am. I'm like, you're going to tell me I have to change? Watch this. So I want you to, and that's just our primitive brains messaging. 
what I want to offer to you. Like, this is how we do it, sweet friends. You can do this work deeply. You can. We got it. And here's the deal. And I want to talk about this, but what we often don't focus on is the emotional piece as well. Thoughts drive our emotions. The emotional piece of like, I'm going to be super nervous about this. I'm going to be super afraid and super overwhelmed. I'm I'm willing to feel all my feelings so that I can change. If you are avoiding your emotions, if you are avoiding your thoughts, that's why step one is to name it, right? Acknowledge it. Sorry, acknowledge. You can then like be with it. You can then do it. You can then take new action. Change is all, it, it is necessary. I don't want you to go through life wishing that you could change. You can change now. Change is entirely possible to you. But here's the deal. Sometimes we just need a cheerleader. Or sometimes we just need someone to walk with us. Or sometimes... We need someone who knows how to support change. If you are ready, you know who to call, sweet friends. You, let's change our relationship with our brains because we can. Okay, sweet friends, why don't, why can't I change? Because you just haven't had the right tools. And now you do, three steps. And I can help you. Okay, love you all. Happy week. I will see you guys um, next week. Uh, Okay, have a great one. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.